The book of James is known to be an immensely practical work. Any child of God who would know how God wants him to live his life would do well to become familiar with this short letter. In this, the 40th edition of Sound Teaching, we're going to examine some great advice that James has for us. We begin our study of James with chapter 1, verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Now here we have the very first piece of advice from the pen of James. He says that we should regard it as an occasion for joy when we're beset with various difficulties. Now, on the surface, this might sound as if it's a rather peculiar statement. After all, no tribulation or difficulty would seem to be a reason for happiness. The writer of the Hebrew letter realized this, and he wrote in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 11, that no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but grievous. Some might even go so far as to think that James is being thoughtless or callous. In effect, that's easy for you to say, James, you're not the one suffering. But amazingly, James doesn't even stop by saying that these occasions should cause joy, but stretches it to the point of saying, count it all joy. Well, the explanation which follows in the next verse sufficiently explains why he would make such a bold statement. Why should we count it all joy when we're hit with tribulation in this life? Because the testing of our faith produces patience. And this indeed is a cause for rejoicing. It's a cause for rejoicing because of the importance that patience has as a part of our Christian character. Now, Peter understood this. He exhorted his readers in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verses 5 through 7 that giving all diligence add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. And the word perseverance is synonymous with the patience indicated by our text in James. Adding patience, among other virtues, will guarantee fruitfulness in your service to God and, as such, an entrance into the kingdom of His Son. And, of course, nothing could be more important than that. Perhaps an example would be helpful. One of the most difficult times in the life of each one of us is the occasion of a loved one's death. Now, this is especially true when the loss is unexpected. I have seen many individuals become bitter and even blame God when such an unfortunate thing happens. But the scriptures indicate that this is a time of opportunity to grow and to build up the character. In Ecclesiastes chapter 7 and verse 2, the wise man informs us that it's better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting. For that is the end of all men and the living will take it to heart. And just about anyone who has suffered through such times and come out to the other side will tell you that they're better for it. These types of situations, whether they be times of persecution or mourning or personal injury, calamity, monetary troubles, or whatever, they serve to test an individual. And this test produces patience. The word patience here in this text indicates the ability to stand unwaveringly in the face of outward tribulations and difficulties. Each time your faith in God is buffeted with these unfortunate circumstances and you overcome the trial, you become stronger, more able to withstand whatever this life may hurl your way. 
The word test, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, is the same word which is used to describe the process of purifying metal. To purify metal, the metal must be placed in a fiery furnace so that the impurities, or dross, will be purged. It's a violent process, but the end result is purity. And that's the idea that James is trying to get across. The Christian in his life will undergo tests by fire. The fire is the tribulations and difficulties that test the faith of the child of God. And these trials become a furnace through which the Christian passes and thus demonstrates the genuineness of his faith. As with the metal, the process is sometimes a violent one and very uncomfortable, but it's necessary, and the end result is a purified Christian. Now, James is not telling us that these trials are good things. No one would say that you're lucky or fortunate to have suffered such a great loss as that of a loved one or some other personal calamity. Nor is James saying that your attitude is wrong if you gain no pleasure from the circumstance. As we read before, no difficulty when it is happening seems to be a pleasant thing, but rather a grievous one. So what is James telling us? Well, he's telling us to look to the end result of this trial. Recognize that the successful emergence from the circumstance gives cause for joy and thankfulness. And that's some very good advice indeed. Thanks for listening to this edition of Sound Teaching. The Sound Teaching broadcast is brought to you by the West Side Church of Christ in Fort Worth, Texas. My name is Stan Cox, and I am the evangelist for this family of Christians. For more information about our congregation, or to find much more material for your private study, please visit our website at soundteaching.org. That's soundteaching.org. Until next time, we pray God's blessings upon you.